I mentioned earlier that Targum Yunus Menazil gives us a remarkable assertion that before Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, we had the idea of a first month of the year as well. Going back to the time of creation, there was a first month of the year as well, not only the first day of the year, which is the day Adam Achava was created, which became Rosh Hashanah, but the first month of the year was Tishrei. All that changed by Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim is that from the month of Tishrei, it shifted to Chodesh Nisan. And now Chodesh Nisan became the first. When the Mabul started. In the Pasuk it says, 600 years into the life of Noyach. Noyach was 600 years. On the second month, on the 17th of the second month, when Noyach was 600 years, that's when Nifku to Hoymez Rabba that the Mayonas Rabba, that all the resources of water, the wellsprings, everything burst open and flooded the world. Rabbi Yeshua says, what month is Chodesh Hasheini? It's Chodesh Ir. So the Torah identifies the exact date when the Mabel started. It was 17th Yud Zayin of Chodesh Ir. Rabbi Yezir says, no, it was Cheshven. Cheshven, the 17th of Cheshven, that's what the Torah identifies as the beginning of the Mabel. So the Gemara asked the question, according to Rabbi Yezah, why does it say B'chodesh HaSheni? We know that the first month of the year is Nisan. So therefore the second month is Iyar. How can Rabbi Yezah say that by the Mabel, when it says B'chodesh HaSheni, it means Cheshven? And Torah explains uh, the question of the Gemara. Although Rabbi Yezah holds that the world was created in Tishrei, but Rabbi Yezah also agrees that when it comes to counting the order of the month, Nisan is the first of the month. It's, it's a Pasuk. We're going to read it this Shabbos. The Ebershah gives a mandate to the Jewish people that Chodesh Nisan has to be counted as the first month of the year. So even Rabbi Yezah holds that the world was created in Tishrei, but in terms of counting the, day, the, the month of the year, Nisan is first and the year is second. So therefore the Gemara asks, according to Rabbi Yezer, how could you say the Chodesh HaSheni by the Mabel? Means Cheshven, the Chodesh HaSheni, the second month, is always Iyar. The Rabbi Kiva Eger in Gilyan Ashas, right there in the Gemara, in a note, asks a remarkable question, according to the Targum Yenis of Benazil, that before Yitzhiz Mitzrayim, the first month of the year was Tishrei, then what's the question of the Gemara? We're talking about a Pasuk that's written in the time of the Mabel. It records the events of the Mabel. At that time, the first month was still Tishrei. And Cheshun was the second month. So what's the Kasha and Bad Rabbi Yezer? Rabbi Yezer is right. Hashini means Cheshun. At the time of the Mabel, Cheshun was the second month. He doesn't give an answer. So the Rebbe in the Maimer, a Maimer of Chassidus, beginning with Achodesh Ezelachem, in a footnote mentions this Kasha of Rebbe Kiveiger and offers a remarkable answer in accordance with the way Chassidus understands the role of Chodesh Nisan and Chodesh Tishrei. In the Maimer, the Rebbe explains the following thing. As we said before, before Matan Torah 
Chodesh Tishri was the first month, and then later it shifted, it changed to Chodesh Nisan. Now, what happened to Chodesh Tishri? Chodesh Tishri we no longer celebrate as the first month. It's only Chodesh Nisan. But as we explained in the previous post, so w- w- what is this shift about? So we explained the Chodesh Tishrei, before Yitzhiz Mitzrayim, also represented the beginning of the miraculous uh, interaction of the Ebersheh with the world. Nisan and Tishrei, both month, in terms of month, represent the supernatural. But there is a, a, a difference Within that, this dimension itself is a difference between two levels. There's the supernatural that's related to nature. That means it's above nature. And by saying it's above nature, you're still defining it as being above nature. It's also a definition. By saying it's not nature. And then you have the, the dark of Chodesh Nisna, where by Yetzirah Mitzrayim, and Matan Torah, Hashem opened up a whole new opportunity of connecting with Hashem, the way he is infinitely beyond the whole concept of being beyond nature. Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim of all the Mitzorim, all the boundaries and all the constraints, even the constraints of the supernatural, which is above nature, which is also a definition, as we said before. Just as an example, a crown on the head of a king, Keser, a Keser, which is always is used as a metaphor for the the transcendent, supernatural dimension of a locus, of godly light. So it's called a crown, just like a crown sits above the head of the king. So this is a dimension of, div- of divine energy that is above the constraints of creation. It's a source of miracles. Now a crown, although it's, it's indeed above the head of the king, it's a separate entity, but it's definition, its design, its meaning is to be on the, on the head of a king and be above the head. In other words, the king, the shlemus of the king, the perfection of a king is that he has something which is greater than him on his head. It represents the larger um, reality and dynamics of kingship, of royalty, that is greater than the king himself, but it's attached to his head. It's on his head. And that is the purpose of a crown, to be on the head of the king. It's not to sit in a closet and collect dust. Same thing when we say there's a world which is defined by, by constraints, by, by certain definitions and limitations. And then there's that which is above it. It's crown. It's a world that's above nature. But then Hashem himself, the essence of Hashem, is we can't define this as being above the world, above nature. That's already giving him a reference point. It's already a limitation. Shem is the essence of all things he created, the natural, he created the supernatural, he created the miraculous from nothingness. They have no value to him. He's the essence of all things because he chooses to create them. But you can't call him above it. As a, as a small example, analogy, if it was somebody was going to say the rugged Shavagon's intellect and genius was way above the level of a rock. So it would be a silly statement to make. A rock is not an intelligent thing. It's not an intelligent entity. You can't say the rock shovel's intelligence is way above the rock. There's no reference there. There's no connection there. 
That's Chodesh Nisan. Chodesh Nisan is Hashem exposing His essence. Ano nafshik savishavis. The Gemara says in Masechet Shabbos Shabbos, the Hashem says, Anoichi, I transmitted and transcribed my very essence to you through Torah. Chodesh Tishrei is a dimension of the supernatural where it's still connected to some extent to creation. Nisan is Hashem himself. So now, when Chodesh Nisan came around, when the Yitzhiz Mitzrayim came, and, and Hashem introduced to the world this new revolutionary opportunity of connecting with Hashem as he is way above the whole concept of being above creation. That revelation made the, the revelation of Tishrei, Chodesh Tishrei, the way it was before Yitzhiz Mitzrayim, obsolete. It subsumed it. To give a, maybe a small analogy to this, when somebody has a room that's pitch dark, there's furniture in the room, but the furniture is dark. Fur- furniture doesn't radiate any light, so we can't see it in a dark room. Unless there's light coming in from outside that is reflected on the furniture, then you can see the furniture. So somebody will open the curtain in a window and a tiny glimmer of light will come into the room. So you'll see, in a very dimmed way, you'll see the, the furniture. The furniture will reflect a tiny, faint radiance of light, and you'll be able to see something. What happens when a person later on opens up the curtain completely, and this full blasting radiance of the sun penetrates the window and is reflected now on all the furniture in the room? It's very, very bright. No comparison to the glimmer of light that was shining through earlier. What happened to the glimmer of light? Where is it? It's subsumed by the larger light, by the bigger light. The furniture is still there. The furniture that's dark matter, dark, uh, a dark entity, is still there. It wasn't subsumed by the light. The light benefits it. It illuminates it. Same thing with nature and the supernatural. Before Matan Torah, there was nature, the world. Nature is Hailam, Helem. And Hashem wants there to be light in that world of Helem. So before Matan Torah, before Yitzhiz Mitzrayim, there was some glimmer of light that shone through, which is the Yifuchoydesh Tishrei. But when, when Hashem exposed the full scale of Hashem's essence, so to speak, to, into the world, it subsumed the light of Chodesh Tishrei. Now Chodesh Tishrei is totally replaced by Nisan. Rosh Hashanah, which is Rosh Chodesh Tishrei, which is the beginning of the cycle of nature, that's still there. Because nature is still a reality that Hashem wants to be there. He wants nature itself to vibrate with the light of the supernatural. He doesn't want nature to disappear. He wants the world the way it is. He doesn't want the world to disappear. But the radiance of light from the supernatural, from the limitless, now that it, there's a, Hashem's essence is revealed, that is being totally subsumed. Now, the Rebbe explains... Rabbi Kivega's question. When we learn the Torah, the Torah records not only the stories from HaKhidr Zelachem, as Rashi says in the beginning of Breshis, the Torah begins from Breshis Boralekim. Why? Because the story of the world before Yitzhiz Mitzrayim is not just a chronological uh, period of time. It represents the world the way it is before Torah. The world, a world before Torah is a world that's so crude, so limited, it shows no evidence of having any connection to the divine light, the essence of Hashem. The essence of Hashem is everywhere. 
But the world doesn't reflect it. It doesn't give off any evidence for that connection. It seems totally alienated from Hashem's essence. It's a world of ha'elam, helam, preaches bo'elokim, nature. Hashem wanted that that level of creation, the level of creation which appears to be totally divorced of anything divine, that should become a vehicle for godly, for, for His presence. By the Torah reviewing the stories that happened before the Torah was given, it starts from Bereshis Borel It's trying to teach us that the purpose of Torah is to transform that type of world, the world that was there before Torah, that that crudeness should become a vehicle for Elokus. In other words, when Torah records the stories before creating, before Yitzhak Mitzrayim, it's trying to make them turn them into a Torah series of events. We have to look at those events the way they are in Torah through the lens of Torah. And if they're seen through the lens of Torah, then Because through the lens of Torah, Nisan is the first month. And that is the purpose of Torah, to inject the light of Chodesh Nisan, which is Matan Torah, into the type of world that was there before Matan Torah. And that is the purpose why those stories are recorded in the Torah. It doesn't start from Bechaj HaZelachem. That's why the Gemara asked correctly, according to Rebbe Yezer, how can Chod HaSheni be Cheshven? The second month is always, is, is Iyah. So Rebbe Kveke asked, but according to Yonis and Menaziel, before Matan Torah, they counted from Tishrei, not from Nisan. So Cheshven is the second month. The answer is yes, but the story is the way they are recorded in Torah. They take on, the, the Torah redefines them. The Torah shows us how we can redefine that world that was there before Yitzhiyah's Mitzrayim, making them a Torah-dikah world. And therefore, Nisan is the first month. Chodesh Hashanah should be the second month. That's the Kasha of the Gemara.